Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and here's the question. When you encounter someone who is rude or just flat out mean, how does it make you feel? Most would say not so great. In this episode, I'm talking about ways to improve our interactions with others. You see, I said our because something I need to work on too. It's all about maintaining healthier relationships. Also, if you're seeing results on the scale, but not in the mirror, I'm going to provide some insight on what you might be doing wrong. Let's get this conversation started. Here we are, episode number 14. I am so excited to be here. I say that at the beginning of every episode, right? Because I truly am excited to be here. Doing a solo episode this time. And, you know, the other day I had a revelation about this podcast. You know, when I decided I wanted to do a podcast coming out of commercial radio and being a midday host, being a solo host of my own show for five hours, I thought to myself, this should be pretty easy, right? Talking for 30 minutes because I have a five-hour show on the radio and, you know, easy peasy, right? But then I realized when I was doing my midday show, I was only doing like one-minute breaks, 30-second breaks, 90 seconds at the most. And when you add all of that up, it didn't even come to 30 minutes. So um, I'm realizing that this is an adjustment (laughs) and I have to plan, make sure that I have all of my notes laid out so that the conversation flows. And I think today's conversation is very timely. Uh, Two things I want to talk about in this episode, awareness and gratitude. And this is an especially good time of year to talk about that, to have those two things top of mind, really any time that you're listening to this episode, to be grateful and to be aware. Gratitude is the hope for future blessings. And when you are grateful and aware of what you already have, you actually realize you don't need much more. So going to have a really specific conversation about that inside today's episode and also a very good tell me more question from one of our followers on Instagram at MVBpod. Before I kick off this conversation, I want to make you aware of some really good episodes to check out if you hadn't had a chance to listen to them, even if you did go back and listen to them again and take a few notes, um, especially if you are at a place where you're trying to set some goals and gain some clarity uh, on your finances, on your body, on your mindset to achieve the big goals that you've set for yourself. So here are three of my favorites. I mean, I love all of the episodes in this podcast, but I think these three are especially helpful. Lost and Found with Yonetta Spring, that is episode four. Great gems in there, especially as it relates to Uh, mindset and habit change. Also, another really good one, Sole Purpose for Entrepreneurs and High Achievers. That is episode eight with counselor, therapist, Janae Hicks, who is so amazing. I got so many DMs about this episode in particular, where she talks about utilizing specific times of day to do your creative work, the importance of your relationships, your interactions, your mindset, How you interpret the things that people say and do, that is a really good episode, especially if you are one of those people, you're a high achiever, you're really driven, you have a lot of things on your plate, really, really great gems in that episode. Another one of my favorites is Keep the Change with my husband, James Collins, and both of us talk about how we adapted emotionally to big changes in our lives and uh, gave a few of our personal experiences and some insight there. And episode 13, which was right before this episode, Financial Fitness with Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott. 
she gave some really good examples of how you can start your financial journey uh, no matter where you are. So even if you're making a little bit, say you got a roommate, you fell on hard times, you're trying to figure it out. She talked about how there's money all around us, that there's opportunities to empower our finances and change the trajectory of our family and our bloodline by making better choices with our money right now. So uh, if you're looking for some really great insight as you set new goals and want to gain clarity in multiple areas of your life, check out those episodes. Or hey, if there's other episodes you haven't listened to yet, go ahead and get your binge on while you're commuting to work, walking around the neighborhood, doing errands around the house. It's great information to be playing in the background and hopefully uh, you'll gain some actionable insight because that's what this podcast is all about. Listening, then implementing to improve your life. Now, if you are new to this podcast or this is your first introduction to me, I have uh, a lot of things going on. I am a certified personal trainer, behavioral change coach, nutrition, fitness nutrition coach, and a radio personality. I've been doing radio for about 25 years. And so in addition to doing this podcast, I image a radio station out in Dallas and I record commercials for different clients. And I also do the news on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And... Some days I feel like I have the toughest job out of everyone on the show because there have been so many sad headlines, so many tragedies happening in the world. You know, in addition to news we're hearing about inflation and the war in Ukraine, the biggest thing I think that has been overwhelming specifically uh, us here in the U.S. is gun violence, right? Um, it seems like that is the way people are solving their problems. They don't talk it out. They don't even use their fist anymore. It's just straight to the gun and killing folks. And it's really sad. It's hard to report. And the thing that I think is really sad on top of people senselessly losing their lives is the fact that we've kind of become numb to it. You know, I was talking to one of the producers about one of the most recent shootings, and I can't even remember which one it was because there have been so many but I remember us talking about it and we said something to the effect of, oh, only three people died in that one because we're just so used to this happening. And it worries me. There's a quote that says, we repeat what we don't repair. And I feel like with everything that's happening, a message from a higher power, you know, I believe in God, whoever you believe in, whatever higher power you believe in, I believe that we are being sent a message. There are some things that we need to pay attention to. There are some adjustments that we need to make if we want to live harmoniously, if we want to live peacefully, if we want to live happy lives, and if we want to do it together. And so I know this is a fitness podcast, and you may be wondering, okay, why are you talking about gun violence and worldly events? But I truly believe that when you are emotionally well, when you are not weighed down by the stress that is happening externally, constantly reading these negative headlines, wondering if you're safe, wondering what the future holds, when you have all of that stress on you and you're not emotionally well, it impacts the way that you eat. It impacts your motivation to move your body. I want to address ways that we can have healthier interactions with each other. And I don't mean sitting down and eating a salad together. I'm talking about the way we communicate, the way we engage with one another. Because emotional wellness is a foundation 
to be successful in all other areas of your life. Think about it. When you are in a good mood, when you're optimistic, you are more inclined to invest time into building your business and working towards advancing in your career. You know, you're more inclined to exercise and eat healthier. You feel like doing these positive things, but when you are weighed down with the stress of the world, in addition to your personal problems, it makes it very difficult uh, to be happy and to be productive and do well in other areas of your life. So the million dollar question is, how do we have healthier interactions with ourselves, with our family members, with our coworkers, with random strangers that we happen to bump into at the grocery store, the folks that we're driving next to in traffic? Well, there's two things we can do. It's being mindful about our interpretations and also our interactions. So let me start with interpretation. Um, I want to send a big shout out to the Teen Youth Coalition. I had a chance to sit on a panel for a teen summit a couple of weeks ago. And man, teenagers these days are just so mature and they've gone through so much way more than I experienced as a teenager. And one of the young men stood up and he asked the men on the panel a question. He uh, said, you know, what do you do when you don't have a father at home, like when your father isn't active in your life. And there were five of us on stage and it was really hard hearing this young teenager um, ask this kind of question. And I think that we all immediately, our minds just started going like, oh my gosh, how does this make him feel? Thankfully, we had an experienced therapist on the panel, Dr. Aldewan Tart, and he gave such a great answer, such a great explanation. And it has a lot to do with how this young man interpreted his father's neglect or absence from his life. You know, when someone says or does something to hurt you, it's hard not to internalize it or take it personal. I think the natural tendency is to ask, why are you treating me this way? Did I do something to deserve this? Am I not lovable? Am I not valuable? I went through the same thing growing up not having my mother. And I would be haunted by those questions like, oh, why am I living with this auntie, this cousin, my grandma, my dad? You know, I was just going from place to place, never had that stable motherly bond, that connection, that physical or emotional connection. And it wasn't until I became an adult that I realized, you know what? It was never me. It all had to do with her issues, her relationship with her mother, just things that were out of my control, things that had nothing to do with me. And so I'm sharing this because it's really important not to internalize how people treat you because it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what they're going through. And I've learned through experience interacting with random strangers with bad attitudes and even people that I love, know and care about, you know, having this understanding is really helpful uh, in responding to misguided negativity because it really gives you more clarity on what you're dealing with. So when we think about having healthier interactions, interpretations are really important if you're the person on the receiving end, not internalizing someone else's negative energy and filing it where it's supposed to be. Uh, Conversely, your interactions, uh, being mindful of how you're engaging with other people and how you may trigger someone else is really important. Now, I don't want to suggest that it's your responsibility not to make someone feel bad But I think that we should be more patient with each other, more empathetic, more considerate. And one thing I'm really working on is being mindful of when I'm inside of these frustrated moments 
and I'm interacting with people and I'm transferring that negative energy to them because I you know what I say and do could trigger something could make them feel a certain way could make them interpret it in a way that is not my intention and I had to check myself just like two weeks ago uh, I was running late and my daughter called me I was on my way back home from somewhere and I was already out and she said oh mom can you stop by you know my favorite fried rice spot and pick me up a side of fried rice and I was like okay cool so um, I was trying to get back home because I had a virtual class that started within like 30 minutes of the time that she called me and I kind of measured the distance from the place she wanted me to pick the fried rice up from so I said well I have time it's about 15 minutes there and back so I ordered the food ahead of time I call it in and I said, okay, it's fried rice, no egg. You know, that's what my daughter wants as a side. She was like, bet, I got you. Tell me how much it was going to be. And I pull up to the spot, pay for the food, grab the bag, and then I get back home, open up the bag. It's just steamed white rice. So now I'm like, I only got about 15 minutes before my virtual class starts. And it's about 15 minutes there and back. So I'm already frustrated because one, I'm kind of down to the wire to start my class. And two, you know, I repeated my order to the girl and, you know, she just didn't give me what I ordered. So in my frustration, I said, I'm about to go back down there. They're going to give me what I ordered. And I call ahead of time. I'm like, hey, I ordered the fried rice and you gave me steamed rice and I got to come back up there. And I said, please make sure that my correct order is ready when I get there. But I did have some stank on my voice. I ain't going to lie. Don't let the light skin fool you. Okay. So uh, the girl apologized. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. We'll have it ready when you get there. And she was a young girl. She probably was still a teenager or in her early 20s. She looked really young. And I get there and the food is there and I'm opening it up and checking it in front of her. But it was with some stanky energy. I ain't going to lie because I was just frustrated that I had to drive back up there because the order wasn't right. So I opened it up and I looked at it and she apologized again on my way out. And I just didn't say anything. Maybe a day later, I just felt really bad. I said, you know what? That young girl was up there. You know, maybe, yes, she could have checked it to make sure, but she apologized. She was trying to work it out, and I gave her such stanky energy. And I think about, man, what other things could she have been dealing with that day, things going on in her personal life? And then here I am, this stranger, giving her this bad energy when she tried to rectify the situation. She tried to make me feel valued as a customer. And then I really had to double check myself because I'm a business owner and I know how customers can be. I'm human and I've made mistakes before. So having a level of awareness and empathy inside of frustrated moments when you are interacting with someone who really is an innocent bystander, it's important that we don't take our frustrations out on other people. This happens often inside of our families. You know, you have a rough day at work and then you come home, you give that energy to your family or you have a rough personal situation at the house and then you come to work and you give it to your coworkers. Being mindful of what's going on inside of you impacts what happens outside of you. Taking a deep breath, avoiding stressful situations or complicated conversations when you're already frustrated. Those are things that you have to be mindful of if you want to have healthier interactions with people that you know, you love, you live with, you work with, or you just may happen to bump into by chance. You know, my oldest son, uh, when he was in middle school, he had a crew of friends. And I remember we had a birthday party with them at this um, 
gaming spot that, you know, was like a restaurant gaming spot and all of his friends were there and we took pictures and they had such a great time. And then all of them, after they graduated from middle school, they went off and went to different high schools. Some of them were at the same high school as my son. And then a couple of them went to a different high school. And I remember my son finding out in the middle of his freshman year in high school that one of his friends that was at that party committed suicide. Sometimes people do drastic things in the heat of the moment. And if we could just be more mindful, more considerate, more empathetic, to not add on to the pain that someone is experiencing and to assign that energy where it belongs, man, I think this would make a huge difference in our interactions with other people. You know, I say this oftentimes, and I've even said it inside of this podcast, that I believe that everyone is always doing the best that they can do. You're listening right now. You're doing the best that you can do. I'm doing the best that I can do right now because I have a certain set of circumstances in this present moment. Now, tomorrow, my mood may not be the same. My money may not be the same. There may be a shift in my relationships, but I'll still be doing the best that I can do because our best is determined by our environment in our individual circumstances. So in order to have healthier interactions, healthier relationships, hell, ways to avoid conflict and to find peaceful resolutions, if we can just learn to stop seeing someone as a bad person and to replace that interpretation as a man, no, that's someone with a bad set of circumstances and I don't wanna add on to that. So as we move forward in this world together, let's try to be more mindful of our interactions and our interpretations. I've also found it's pretty important to have like those go-tos, guards that are in place in order to stay optimistic and encouraged when you're faced with adversity, when you're going through those challenging times. Because when I think about reaction, you know, specifically gun violence, and you read these stories about people and where their minds are at or how they are in the moment and their reaction is get a gun take out my anger take out my frustration on other people innocent people man what if they had some guards in place what if they knew how to breathe or they had someone to call or they knew how to detach themselves and reset and think with a clear mind could these situations have been avoided and I'm not going to assume that they could have I'm not going to say that there aren't deeper issues there but we can control what we can control right so ways to stay empowered through challenging times I had the opportunity to talk about this on the Ricky Smiley morning show it was a really good conversation until I you know unknowingly unintentionally gave the example of doing good for others, you know, using your talents to uplift other people. I think one of the great ways to stay empowered through challenging times is giving back. And a great way to give back, especially if you don't have a whole lot of money, is to volunteer your time. And that's one of the things that I do. Y'all know I'm into fitness. I love to exercise. I love to train other people. So I just completed my second year volunteering at the Atlanta Mission. And that is a local shelter for women and men. But I just so happened to be teaching a fitness class for the men who were at the homeless shelter. So when I shared this with my castmates on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, I think they were trying to visualize me out exercising with homeless men. And uh, I know <laughs> probably in your mind right now, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to put it together. But um, these are just actually guys that look like the people that you work with. The people that you see in the grocery store, at the gym, 
they are just some guys that fell on hard times and they're getting the assistance that they need at the homeless shelter. But I really do enjoy myself training and uh, exercising with them uh, again for the second year in a row because I know what movement does to the body. I know what sweat and elevated heart rate and feeling music and moving your body can do for someone emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I could see it through all of the attendees' uh, faces and their excitement and, you know, whatever made them happy (laughs) in terms of my involvement with that event. um, It just felt really good to give back in that way. And then, you know, if you want to do good, maybe like, okay, well, I have the talent, but I don't have the time and I don't have the money. Well, what can you do? You can spread the word about organizations that are doing good in your community. You can share the information on social media. I'm telling you, making those positive deposits into the world can really do a lot for your spirit, for your mood. It does so much for the way you think and the way you see the world. I'd also say another way to stay empowered through challenging times is to detach yourself from things that are a distraction or that are triggering certain emotions inside of you, these emotions that don't feel good. My family and I recently went to the movies and we saw... Disney's Strange World. Now, I'm going to be giving away a few things in this movie, so if you haven't seen it yet, I apologize in advance. I'm not going to give it all away, so it'll still be a good movie. The gist of it is there's these guys that are explorers, and they find this vibrating plant, and they realize that this vibrating plant can really help out their village. I mean, it provides energy. It helps with their crops. It, it seems to do everything for the people. So they find this vibrating plant and they're using it for decades and decades. And then all of a sudden, the plants, they start dying. And they're trying to figure out, well, what is making these plants die? So they find out, okay, we're going all the way down to the roots of the plant. and We're, we're finding out that something is attacking this plant. And so short story long, they go down to the uh, roots, like the heart of the plant, And they see like all of these like foreign animals and uh, mythical type creatures that are attacking this electric plant that they've discovered. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you can't do this because our village needs this energy. It needs this source. But they realize that those foreign creatures and those animals and those mystical things that are attacking, they're trying to save themselves. They're trying to save their land. So the thing that they were using as an energy source that they thought was so good for their village was actually killing a species in another world. And, you know, Disney gets so deep with the messages in their movies sometimes. I was just like, wow, you know, we could be drawn to something that seems like a solution when it can actually lead to struggle. It can actually cause more harm than good. And you know that one thing that I see as that electric plant that we run to, that we think is saving the day and is doing so much good, it is freaking social media. When I am constantly consuming social media, looking at other people, comparing myself, consuming negative headlines, consuming garbage, because you know your mind is a lot like your body. You eat junk food and then your body looks like you eat junk food. Same thing for your mind. When you consume junk, it makes it very difficult to manifest good things because you haven't deposited something to feed the goodness. 
if you are feeling overwhelmed by the images you see, and maybe it's not on social media, maybe it's looking at websites or conversations with toxic people, know that it is okay to detach yourself. Now, I'm not saying social media is all bad because I've connected with some really great people. I've built businesses through social media. So it does serve its purpose. But when you overconsume and it becomes something that's a negative force in your life, you have to acknowledge that and be willing to take a step back for your own well-being. Y'all know my motto, this fit life is not just about how you eat and move your body. It's also about how you think, man, what your mind consumes and what you focus on. So hopefully this has been a helpful conversation and there are a few things, if not all things inside of it that resonate with you. Y'all know I love the one, two, three recap because this podcast is all about actionable insight. So here's your one, two, three. Number one. Be intentional about improving your interactions with other people. Don't take things personal. Instead, be empathetic towards others and what they may be going through. And also try to avoid responding when you're frustrated or in a bad mood because it doesn't work out for anybody, especially not you. Also, number two, have a go-to that makes you feel empowered during challenging times because in this space, this environment that we're living in right now, we are being faced with lots of adversity. Lots of personal and worldly struggles. So it's really important to have those things that guard your heart, guard your spirit, and keep you focused during those challenging times. Volunteer, give back, celebrate your wins, make a gratitude list. I love doing that. Reflect on some of your proudest moments. Remind yourself of how great you are. Then number three, detach yourself from distractions or negative influences. I'm telling y'all, I'm about to be way more intentional about how I engage on social media. I'm very specific about the hashtags that I follow. I'm going to have designated check-in times on social media, and I'm going to monitor my screen time just to protect my mental health. Uh, Be mindful of how people, environments, and situations make you feel, and do what it takes to protect your well-being. That's your homework inside of this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. And can't forget about the grand finale. Tell me more. This is your opportunity to send me your questions. Fitness, well-being, self-improvement, habit change. You know I got you back. Follow Mind, Body, and Business Podcast on all social media at MBBPod. I'm specifically pulling questions from our Instagram account. All right. This one comes from Janet checking in from Cincinnati. Shout outs to Janet from Cincinnati. So Janet has a question about body composition. She said, hey, Maria, I am trying to set some realistic fitness goals for myself. I researched a healthy weight for my age and height, and I'm about five pounds from achieving that number. But I don't feel like my body has changed a whole lot. What am I doing wrong? Ooh, Janet, you are not alone. A lot of women have this dilemma, right? Um, The scale has so traditionally been used as a way to monitor your progress in reaching your fitness goals. And, you know, there's a lot of stats, a lot of numbers out there, and most of them make sense, right? To be within a healthy weight range for your age, height, your activity level, whatever, you know, specific lifestyle that you're living. There's all of these metrics to look at. But the one thing that I don't like about metrics is they don't hold you accountable for making healthier choices for a sustainable fit lifestyle. 
Metrics can distract you from evaluating how you're eating, how often you're exercising, if you're stretching, if you're drinking water, if you're getting enough rest. So those are the things that you're not going to be able to measure on a scale. Really easy to lose weight fast. You can do a detox cleanse. You can go low carb. You can do keto and the weight will drop. But what you really want is to change your overall body composition, right? Uh, You've already expressed that. And the reason why you're probably not seeing as much of a change is because you may be maintaining a calorie deficit, but you're not lifting weights and challenging your muscles. That's what's going to give you those lean curves. Muscle is metabolically active. That means muscle requires calories to grow. The more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. But if you're doing cardio all the time, you're probably going to get stringy. Your booty going to be flat underneath your arms. That skin is going to be flapping. So it's really important that you're lifting weights in order to build that curvy, sexy, fuller muscle on that nice body composition that I believe that you're looking at. Also, when you're setting a goal, okay, yeah, it's good to lose weight and it's nice to see some progress on the scale, but also keep track of how you're eating. Are you exercising, getting in some physical activity every day, even if it's just stretching, doing house chores, walking around your neighborhood? It doesn't always have to be a structured exercise routine at the gym. Also, evaluate how much water you're drinking, how much you're sleeping at night, how you're managing your stress. These are all things that you need to consider for a well-rounded, holistic fitness journey. That is not only going to make you look good, but also feel good. So those would be the areas I would recommend you focus on. The scale is going to do what it does. You may be stressed out and feel heavier. You may have just drank a lot of water and it's showing up on the scale. The scale does not know if you are a human or a sack of potatoes. So don't let it play mind tricks on you. Instead, focus on those habits, those behaviors that are going to help you keep the weight off and live a healthier lifestyle. As always, I love hearing from you. So if you have a question that you would like included on this podcast, shoot me a DM at mbbpod on Instagram. With that said, that is a wrap for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Thank you so much for spending this half hour with me. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production. Hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me on Instagram at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E, and at Pod on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore. Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Supervisory Producer, Colby Tyner, Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.